2: Hey everyone, Drew here. We're still working on season two, but in the meantime, I want to introduce you to another fantastic show. It's called The Rapscallion Agency, and it's made by the brilliant humans behind another incredible show, The Leviathan Chronicles. The Rapscallion Agency is disguised as a fast-paced international spy thriller, but it's also a really funny rom-com about a young couple's adventures in Paris and their pet cybernetic rat. The writing and production is phenomenal. There's exciting chase scenes, witty banter, and a couple of truly hilarious comedy set pieces. And it's really charming. Okay, without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Rapscallion Agency.
3: Agency A Leviathan Chronicles Story. Chapter One Arrivée et Disposition Arrivals and Arrangements Corbeil Essonne. France.
4: Bonjour et bienvenue sur France 12. Je suis Jacques Determont. Alors que les rapports continuent d'arriver, le monde s'efforce toujours de trouver des réponses. Oui, des Good morning and welcome to France 2 news. I'm Jacques Determont. As reports keep coming in, the world is still struggling to find answers regarding the extraordinary burst of radiation detected just beyond the Earth's atmosphere. Shut off the television. The world's too crazy. It's going to scare the baby.
0: The baby isn't due for another five months, René.
4: It can still hear what we're saying.
0: <laughs> then tell me you love me now.
4: <laughs> That's easy. I love, <laughs> I, love you, I love you. I love you, Natalie. I love you. I love you.
0: Come on, get off. You'll miss your train.
4: Oh, it's cool. Victor's giving me a ride to the train. Ugh,
0: Victor. I just... Just don't trust Victor.
4: (sighs) You know how hard it is to find work today? For anyone, but especially ex-cons. Natalie, Victor's the person who got me this job at VTEC. A good job. Enough that we can save for the baby.
0: Are you really sure you promise me?
4: (sighs) I promise... This is a good job, Nathalie. Yeah, the commute is terrible, but I don't care if it helps our family. And in two years, you'll be able to apply for citizenship.
0: (laughs) You're dreaming again, Renée. It's so hard for Albanians in France right now. There are so many people trying to come across the border. I'll never get citizenship. No,
4: I'm telling you, everything is going to be fine.
0: (laughs) That's easy for you to say. You're French.
4: Ah, shit. That's Victor. Ma chérie. I have to go. Renee, I... come here. What? What? You know I'm running late. Give
0: me your hand.
4: What? Do you... Oh, oh, the baby.
0: She moved. <laughs> when did? Oh, just in the last few days. She was kicking up a storm yesterday. Oh my God! I can feel her. Mm. Our little Estella. Ugh. I've got to run. What time are you coming home?
4: Um, around uh, 6 p.m. No, seven. I-, I promised Victor I'd help him with something.
0: Hurry home. I miss you, Renee. I love you. (laughs) I love you, too.
2: Well, we missed the 7.30 a.m. It took too long saying au revoir to your young bride. Well, maybe if you weren't driving like a turtle after eating a turkey sandwich.
4: Hey, so what? We'll uh, take the 7.43. We can still get to work on time.
2: No, no, no. There's a strike at the St. Lazar station. I got an alert on my phone this morning. It's slowing down the whole RER. Didn't you see it? No. Oh, no. I, I guess I didn't see it. Hmm. <laughs> what happened? Too busy trying for baby number two? We you know she has to have the first baby before you. Hey, can... shut up. Don't talk about her that way.
4: It's not respectful. You talk that way to your trashy girlfriend?
1: Huh?
4: Uh. fashion
2: flea? I don't know what she sees in you, man. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> I was just kidding. Don't forget who's trying to get your wife moved up in the immigration queue. I'm just trying to make sure I don't get marked for coming in late again. They say I've been a bad boy and might fire me if I do it again. think they're actually serious about it. Oh, how do they
4: know you're late? They don't check my time card in Vitek.
2: Mm, do they check your cravat when you use the
4: executive bathroom? Ah, the elegance. Piss off! I'm not an executive,
2: Victor. Uh, I compile databases. It's practically data entry. I don't work in the fancy executive tower like you, Renee. I have to clean out medical waste and garbage bins in the lab facility across campus. They make me punch in every morning. Besides, the stupid drugs that the doctor gave me for my anxiety make me sleepy. I actually missed a day of work last month.
4: No, I'm sorry, Vic. That's terrible, man. Hey, uh, before... When you mentioned Natalie's immigration status, I thought you said you couldn't penetrate the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I thought you said the crack was
2: too hard. It is, but maybe I know someone who can help. Sasha? No, Sasha's still in jail. No, I- I've heard the rumors on a Discord server about an American hacker. He's here in Paris. Good, very good. Used to work with Sansword. Ugh, now all those guys are busted or dead. Apparently this guy got away. Disappeared for a few years. I hear he might be good enough to spin the crack.
4: Psh, I'm, I'm starting a new life, Victor. I don't want to do any of that stuff anymore. So you want
2: to go straight, but you also want to get your wife's citizenship. Damn right I do. Well, Renee, it sounds like you have some serious choices to make.
3: Paris, France.
5: Close your eyes. <laughs> I'm telling
3: you, they are closed.
6: Oh, I hear a door. Are you going to carry me across the threshold? <laughs> Could be romantic.
5: As usual, I don't know what you're talking about.
6: I hear echoes. Are we in a cave? Oh, the set is our new apartment in a French wine cave.
5: Even better. Open your eyes, can
6: Oh my God, Lisette. Wait, this is our apartment? Mm-hmm. This, this is our apartment. So what do you think? Do you like it? I like it, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's like Downton Abbey ate a croissant. It's, it's just stunning. Lisette, you did such an amazing job finding us a place to live. This place is just
5: unreal. Welcome to Paris.
3: Lisette and Cloracan were newly reunited in the City of Lights. The city of love. They stood in a foyer inside an 18th century maisonette that was built to the baroque parameters of the age. The casement windows stood almost 10 feet tall and opened inwards to overlook the stately buildings of the 9th arrondissement.
6: Oh, wow, look at this place, 15 foot ceilings, a wrought
5: iron balcony, man.
6: It feels like an apartment where you need to wear a white powdered wig.
5: Well, you could try combing your hair for once. Ah, come on, I
6: just got off a red eye. Wow, look at this foyer. It's incredible. It's bigger than my apartment in San Jose.
5: I have to say, I rather like it myself. Come on, let me show you the other rooms. We have a lot of boxes to unpack. Woo,
6: way ahead of you. <laughs>
5: wait, Clark Kent, <laughs> wait for me. Holy cow, look at the bedroom and this
6: bathtub. Oh, we could have a party in it or a naval battle. Ooh, look at this.
5: <laughs> well, I guess I'll bring all the luggage inside. <laughs>
3: A few hours later,
6: and look at these ceilings and that chandelier. Wait, is this the salon? You mean another room where you get your hair done?
5: Clorican, will you focus? You're like a spastic grasshopper. We need to unpack all these boxes.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, I'm coming, but Lisette, you have to tell me. How much does this place cost?
5: How can we afford it? We had a pretty
6: limited startup budget.
5: It's not costing us anything. The apartment belongs to an old friend of mine that isn't using it and generously offered to loan it to us on one condition.
6: Hmm. Does this involve him having a night of passion with you?
5: Maybe. Are you jealous, Cloracan? Maybe. (laughs) Well, no silly. We just have to take care of the bonsai tree in the foyer. Apparently it's worth a lot.
6: Well, I say yes, because this place is amazing.
3: Cloracan stopped in his tracks and stared deeply at Lisette, just before releasing a hint of a smile and kneeling cross-legged on the floor with his eyes closed.
5: Um, Clarica, Why are you doing your cross-legged thing again? Come on, help me with these boxes. It's all your computer gear you shipped over.
6: I'm taking a moment.
5: Well, take it while you unzip those power cords. Here.
6: Oh, I'm glad you found these. I can start putting together Excalibur.
5: What the hell is Excalibur?
6: It's my personal desktop computer rig. I custom designed it for compiling speed and to be the Fort Knox of data storage. Hey, can you open those boxes in the corner for me?
5: Sure. Hey, why does all this stuff say property of White Egg?
6: Probably because I stole it.
5: I thought stealing was my job, and I thought you were done with White Egg.
6: Well, I never exactly told them I was leaving.
5: What? You're joking. You never quit? Uh, Not formally. Oh, Clarigan.
6: Look, they were never going to let me leave, Lisette. Bailing fast and skipping the country was the only way out. If I had asked them to quit, they would have frozen my accounts and probably taken my passport. Here, can you open that box? I think the motherboard is in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you always use a butterfly knife to open boxes? I use it for other things too. Of course you do.
5: Clarican, aren't they going to look for you? You said you know way too much about what White Egg is up to. Is this the box with the monitors? Yeah,
6: bring that over. see if I can boot up this CPU I put together.
5: So you don't think White Egg is looking for you?
6: I'm betting not. Graphics card?
5: Here. And why is that?
6: The whole sand sword incident back when I was a teenager in Sunnyvale. I should never have gotten dragged into it. Most of the hacking we did was just low-level cracks. Some website defacements and some watering hole attacks. Just for fun and practice, really.
5: So what happened?
6: Well, one day our group put together a high-dev team for a really hairy embedded Trojan malware attack on some DoD servers. Uh, Can you grab those adapters on the chair?
5: Sure. Here's the adapters.
6: So the crack went south, and we all got torched and busted by the FBI.
5: My god, Clerican, that's terrible. But what does any of this have to do with White Egg?
6: I'll show you. Throw me that extra-long power cord over there. Here. Thanks. Okay, moment of truth. Let's boot this up. Okay... Come on, come
5: on, yes! What? What are you showing me?
6: Come here, look at this. See that file?
5: It's an icon of a skull and crossbones?
6: It's the encrypted file I accidentally downloaded when we hacked the DoD. Oh. Here, take a look.
5: Oh my god! Is this what I think it is?
6: This is what is going to keep us safe from White Egg.
5: Oh, put a target on your back! Where did you get this?
6: When Sansor did the Department of Defense hack, I ran a slipworm program to trick the servers into copying themselves to Excalibur, locking it into an encrypted vault. No one could get it, except me.
5: What happened after the Feds grabbed you and the Sensel team?
6: Dr. Jeffrey Jacobs, some high-level guy from White Egg, came in and told me that I would have to make a choice that would affect the rest of my life. They knew I had this file tying White Egg to a secret government program to use AI to spy on US citizens, so they gave me a choice join White Egg and have my identity scrubbed, or they give me back to the feds, and I spend the next 20 years in jail.
5: So that's why you joined White Egg. Whatever happened to Sensord?
6: I never heard from them again. Most of the guys are still in jail. But actually, I think one of the old crew is living in Paris. Artie Kim, codenamed Raptor. The feds never caught him. Rumor has it he's living in a firehouse.
5: That's strange, no?
6: He was always one of those people who could disappear when he wants to. But I think I know how to find him.
5: What about White Egg? Are they going to come after you?
6: Not sure. I bet they'll know I'm in Paris soon enough. The question is if I'm really worth the extradition effort.
5: Well, I think you're worth the effort. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Later that day, at the Veta campus in Paris...
5: Welcome.
4: Hey, ça va, René? Ça va, Victor. What are you doing in the lobby? I thought we were meeting at Pierre's Café. You said you needed my help with something? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can talk about it upstairs in your office. You know I don't have an office, Victor. I share a cubicle with a flatulent American who eats sunflower seeds all day long. Come on, let's go to Pierre's and get a glass of wine.
2: The help I need, René, is upstairs in your office building. What are you talking about? Upstairs. The elevator bank behind you.
4: What do you mean? Are you serious? You know, I work in a secure area. I could lose my
2: job, Victor. I can't bring any people to my floor. You know that. Well, maybe not your floor, but you can get me into the elevator bank and we can make a quick stop on another floor where... Are you
4: crazy? They'll fire me.
2: They'll fire both of us. Those are restricted areas. I thought you were done with this, Victor. No more hacking. I need five minutes, that's all. It's not what you think, Renee. I'm trying to keep my job, not lose it. You can take me inside as your guest. Your employee pass can get us onto the elevator and to any floor in the building. No way. No way I'm helping you. This is
4: illegal. I'm not going back to prison. No, 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 Renee, Listen. No, you listen.
2: It's over, Victor. I'm starting a family now. I'm done with all this. Look, I wouldn't ask, but I work in a different building. I can't get clean access to the servers without... Without what? Me jeopardizing my job? And who got you this job, eh? Who covered up your police file so you could get a job this good at a big pharmaceutical company? Nice corporate gig. How much are you making, Renee? Enough to not jeopardize my family. My job is What about so... my job? How about helping me for once? I told you. I was late too many times. It's the stupid meds. I just need to change the timestamps on my personnel record before my monthly review. I'm not contracting, I swear. This is just for me. Just to save my job. Please, Rene. I helped you when you came out of prison. Come on, Victor. This isn't fair, man. You you know that I can't... You know what's not fair? The authorities learning that your wife is here illegally. It would be a shame if your wife got deported right before the baby is born. Stop it.
4: Natalie will pass her citizenship test and be French, and so will the baby. Maybe
2: she will. Maybe she won't. But, René, I promise you, promise you, that if you help me, I know someone that can make it a certainty. Please, all I'm asking is that you help me keep my job. Five minutes. Just get me up and down that elevator. That's it. I lose my job as a janitor with a record like mine, where do I go from here? Please, Rene.
3: Rene stared at Victor and saw the tired desperation on his face.
2: Fine.
4: This last time, Victor. But we wait. We let the building empty out for the evening. I'll tell Natalie I'm not coming home for dinner. (laughs)
5: Harlequin, I'm fine. Yes, we're fine. No, I don't need any help. What? That's a very inappropriate question. And no, I don't need anything, especially not that. Yes. Yes, I appreciate you calling. Yes. Yes. Look, I have to go. I'm serious. I have to go. Yes, I'll call you later. Okay. Goodbye. I'm going. Told you, I gotta go. Bye-bye. Miss you too. Bye. Bye now. Bye.
6: Look, I know Harlequin drives you crazy, but it's nice that he called you.
5: It's not the same. I've wanted to get out of Harlequin's shadow. I'm tired of him always telling me what to do. He's not my father. Well, not my real father. But he's been treating me like I was ten years old since... Since...
6: Since you were ten years old?
5: Exactly. We lived here in Paris for a few years after he adopted me. But it was always my city more than his.
6: Well, he's not here anymore. It's just you and me this time. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm gonna really like your city,
5: Lisette.
6: Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Oh no! Don't say that! I'm so tired of hearing Americans say that. Come on, we still have more unpacking to do. And we can't start a company on... Kisses. Hmm, We could try. (laughs) (laughs) No, Claricon, seriously, we have to get the last boxes unpacked.
4: Hey,
6: are we doing this?
5: Mm
6: Mm-hmm. I mean, are we really doing
5: this? Damn right we are. I know we can do this. We'll be the best cybersecurity firm in Europe. Mm,
6: Assuming we can find some clients. Of
5: course we will. With you behind the keyboard and me in the field, who wouldn't want to hire us? You know what this calls for? What's that? Some fresh bread and cheese. And champagne.
6: I say, hell yes, I said... Or, wait, uh, hell we. Oui.
5: Ah, real bread from Paris! At last! French flour, no yeast baked this morning. Mm. It's the best in Europe. It's one of the things I miss most about my city.
6: Well, let's break it out. Should I...
5: No, no, Jacques left the cupboards empty because I didn't know what day would be arriving. Uh, can you run downstairs and pick up some? I think there's a place on the rue Galilée. I need to stay here just in case the electrician shows up.
6: I could stay and you could go if you want. Walk in that bakery, get that fresh bread smell.
5: Hmm. (laughs) This is a very generous offer, but you don't speak French and the electrician, that might be a little Mm. hard.
6: Good point, Mm. good point, but I'm gonna work on that. Uh, So, okay, bread and champagne, I can do that. So just go outside and turn left to- And
5: Claricon. Try to get a pain de campagne and a ficelle.
6: Uh, Are those (laughs) champagnes?
5: No, the breads, mon petit lapin.
6: Got it. Okay.
5: This is going to be fun.
6: Definitely fun.
3: Ah, Paris. Chlorican walked down the steps of the mezzanette, taking this a brief moment so to appreciate beautiful. the warm God. September and air. He smiled, feeling the gentle heat on the back of his neck. Must
4: be
6: years and if he closed
3: his eyes, he imagined he might smell the scent of cut flowers syrup? Bank. Fresh bread and perfume. Sunlight poured wow. through the honey locust trees Ooh. that lined the cobblestone boulevard, Uh-oh. forcing Clorikant to unfold his sunglasses. Okay. And maps. after checking the GPS on his phone, he headed north towards the 18th right. arrondissement. Oh, maybe if I try out the Maps.
2: Hey too busy. where you you going? Go, hey man. Regardez où vous allez! Sorry, c'est la Sorry,
6: I didn't see. Sorry, I'm new in town. These pas les man. Je à marcher dans Paris, America. Oh my God! Look out for that car! Oh. Oh. Hey, ça va pas
2: non? Holy crap! Ça va pas Holy crap! Ça va pas, non C'est malade Vous venez de me Dude, avec I votre
4: I think I'll, uh, just leave you guys to it. Oh, I'm loving this place.
3: Durkan could feel the vivacious energy of the city. Paris. The city of artists, lovers, and thinkers for centuries. He walked for another 20 minutes along the tight sidewalks, admiring the zinc-clad buildings and tiny stores. Wow. As well as the fashion of Passing creedings. <laughs>
6: People dress a lot better A here.
3: faded wooden sign that said Boulangerie caught Clorican's eyes. Is that the
6: store the? A paper
3: mache baguette hung below the awning and three black metal tables sat outside the store. Oh, check out these cookies. As Clorican approached, a full palette of pastel colors erupted under a small sign They're in the case that read Beautiful. Macaron, pale pink, lavender, stone gray, and robin egg blue created a prism of technicolor that affected a gravitational pull on the chloracan. Mm-hmm. I wonder
6: what flavor that one. He
3: approached the door and could hear a heated conversation was already underway. Vous voulez savoir comment
4: fonctionne votre propre caisse enregistreuse
1: Je comprends, mais c'est un nouveau système, alors laissez-moi juste redémarrer la caisse pour que je puisse accepter le paiement. Uh, Euh, Hello.
4: Franchement, euh, de vous de avez de déjà redémarré votre système deux fois et je suis déjà en retard.
1: Eh bien, si vous voulez payer en liquide, je vous voudrais très facilement...
4: Est... Plus Excusez-moi. personne n'a de liquide. Ce n'est pas comme ça qu'on gère une entreprise, madame.
6: Oh,
1: merde. Parlez-vous anglais, In- english oh, Just one second! Oh. Yes, how can I help you? So, hey, uh...
6: Ouh... Yeah, um, what kind of bread do you guys have here? We have
1: French bread. Read the sign.
6: Yeah, the sign is in French.
1: Because this is France. Yeah,
6: yeah, I, I I, get that. I guess I'll start with one of those croissants. Hey,
1: what was that guy's problem? Oh, he's in a rush. Everyone is in a rush this day, no time. Always a screen to look at. Just sad. Yeah,
6: but that's no reason to get so upset. Ugh.
1: It's this new register and this stupid touch screen. I I just can't seem to get it to work. You know, I'm not terrible with computers. I'd be happy to... Ah, they're ready. Excuse me a moment.
6: Oh! Wow, that that smell... uh, Your shop smells amazing. It's like firewood, and toast, and a little vanilla and cinnamon. It's
1: the Chausson au Pub. They just came out of the oven. Here, try one.
6: (laughs) Mmm, mmm.
1: Wow. You know, you Mm. have a very good nose.
6: Thanks. When I was growing up, my uncle, who uh, was a chef, would bring over these amazing dishes to our house. He used to say that to really appreciate food, you had to slow down to taste it deeply.
1: A wise man, your uncle. One cannot think well, love well, or sleep well if one has not dined well.
6: Ah, Gertrude Stein.
1: Virginia Woolf. But it's nice to see you have a gourmand tradition.
6: Well, like I said, it was mostly my uncle. How about you? Is your family all bakers?
1: No, no. Just my husband and I. Sounds
6: like a family business.
1: I wish it still was. I have a son, Pierre, but he doesn't love baking. He's only interested in flirting with female costumers.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh... Sorry to hear that.
1: Pierre is trying to help me deliver more bread to the other neighborhoods, but it takes me away from the store too long. I I don't want to chase my customer all over Paris.
6: There are actually some really good apps now that could make it pretty easy for people to order bread from you.
1: Oh, why would they do that? They lose the mouth-watering smell of a bakery. That sense of walking in and knowing that everything was baked by hand. You lose all of that when your bread just show up in a van. Here, try this.
6: Mm. 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 I think I see what you mean. I mean, I taste what you mean.
1: Ah, I think you already know more about bread than myself. Mm. So, you think you can fix this orange touch screen? I can't make any sales. Sure,
6: I can take a look. You know, a lot of these new point-of-sale systems don't play well with legacy hardware. Uh, do you mind if I... By
1: all means.
6: Thanks. I, uh... Well, let's take a look here. Uh, no, that's okay. Sometimes if you have Bluetooth on it can pick up and pair with other devices, so... Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I think I see the problem. You need to do a software update so that, uh... Well, uh, here, I I can show you. See see this little icon here? Uh,
1: I can barely see it without my glasses.
6: Well, this just means that the latest and greatest software was released, so your touchscreen might work a little better. There, try it again.
1: Hey, it's not frozen! You fixed it! Thank you, my friend.
6: I'm glad to be of help.
1: Well, I'm very appreciative. So then... What kind of bread are you looking for, mon jeune homme?
6: Oh, uh, well, my girlfriend sent me to get some bread. Uh, bread and champagne, actually. And I think she said, uh, what was it? Maybe some fusilli or facsimile?
1: Ah, oh, ficelle! It's like a baguette. Your girlfriend, she's French, yes?
6: Oh, yeah, very.
1: Then you must also bring her this. A whole wheat levian and a box of macarons. From a recipe my husband brought from Nice. Remember, hell hath no fury, like a woman starved.
6: It certainly sounds like you've met my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, these look great. I'll, uh, I'll take all of them. How much do I... No,
1: no, compliment de la maison. Small gift for helping keep my little business running. Now I have a little tech support. Woo!
6: Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. Please.
1: No, 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 I insist.
6: Well, thank you, uh... Merci. I, I really appreciate it, Mrs.
1: Madame Isabelle Dubois. And you are?
6: Clerican. Just Clerican.
1: Well, Monsieur Clerican, enchanté. I hope I get to see you again.
6: Well, if this bread tastes as good as your store smells, I think you'll be seeing a lot more of us.
1: I hope so. And if you buy champagne, go to Monsieur Jean Bouchy's shop on Rue Béchelle. Ask him for his recommendation for a good Cremon. Wow, I'll do that. Thank
6: you for the tip and for the bread. I'll bring my girlfriend in next time. I hope
1: so, Monsieur Clurican.
6: Merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Yes, thank you. See you soon, and, um, au revoir.
1: (laughs) Oh, Clurican, you forgot something. Oh? Your chausson aux pommes. Your apple turnover. Ninth floor.
3: Later that night at the Vatek headquarters. Okay,
2: we're here. What's on this floor, Victor? They have these servers that cover all the major departments at Vatek, including Human Resources. Five minutes, Victor. Then I'm leaving. I'll be done in
4: three. You know they have cameras everywhere, especially around the servers. That's why I have
2: this. What the hell is that? It looks like a rubber frog with two cigarettes sticking out of its ass. Custom hardware scrambles the camera videos doesn't cut the feed, which would trigger alarms, it just creates a lot of static. Oh, that's a nice piece of kit. What else does it do? It has other tricks.
4: How do you make that? I didn't. What?
2: Well then, who Renee, just stay here by the elevator. I'll be back in under five minutes.
3: Keep the elevator ready and we'll be out of here in no time. Victor turned towards the first lock door at the end of the corridor.
2: Victor! What? This is for your job. Right? Yeah. Yes, René. This is for my job, I promise. I. Promise.
3: Victor ran to the door and knelt on one knee. He removed a jeweler's screwdriver from his backpack, along with a laptop with two wire leads hanging from it. Let's get you acquainted with my little friend. A few more seconds.
2: There. <laughs> Voila. I mean, rats. It must be one of the bio labs. Where's the terminal? Ah, Victor uh, sprinted to a terminal at the far end of the room. All right, my sweet little server. Get ready to meet your new boyfriend. And place <laughs> the strange device on the table beside it. Let's him. first bypass your login prompts.
3: Now, let's get access to the terminal line and list your route directly. As his fingertips raced across the keyboard, rows of code scrolled rapidly across the screen as Victor's eyes scanned urgently for the very specific, Just very hidden, very protected piece of information room? he was searching for.
2: There. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's incredible. My... God, they actually did it. Its location is on the campus. If I can grab it, if I can bring it to her, then...
5: Security alert. Shit!
2: The alarms! Renee! Renee, get the elevator! We've got to move! We've got to get out of here! Come on! Come on!
4: What the hell did you do,
2: Victor? There's alarms going off all over
4: the entire building!
2: Shut up, Renee! We've got to get out of here now! Hurry, come on! Get in the elevator! Oh, damn it, Victor! What did you do? This wasn't supposed to happen! The alarms were supposed to be handled! Oh, my God! Oh my God, they're going to find us. They're going to put us in jail again. Oh my God. I'm Hurry, we've got to get out of the building.
4: Damn it. What did you do, Victor? What did you steal?
2: I didn't steal anything. Quick, hit the service level. We'll take the elevator to the base. Come on, come on. Make the buttons so won't
4: working. Use your ID card. I, I am using my ID, you idiot. The damn doors won't close. Huh, we're losing time. What were you trying to steal, Victor? There's
2: a chip, a computer what chip.
4: What kind of chip? That changes everything. What the hell are you talking about? You don't I understand. It. Shut up.
2: This is your fault, Victor. I never should have trusted you. I never. Sh- doors closing. Elevator going down. You did it. Yes, Rene. Get us to the underground level. I can get us out from there. Rene. Did you hit the basement level? We, Renee? We, we're going down too fast. Something That's is wrong. What's happening? Rene!
3: <coughs> the elevator shook to a halt as the red emergency light activated, bathing the elevator in crimson. The doors were peeled back, revealing a bald man in a well-tailored suit. He stood 5'10 oh, and looked stocky and oh, well-built shit. without appearing thick-set. Look! Curiously, he only wore one glove.
2: I think you got off on the wrong floor, my friends. It's him. Who is this? Monsieur Murdoch. The cyborg. The cyborg? What the hell are you talking about? This is the end. Peeking eyes will always tell lies.
3: The man removed his left glove to reveal a gleaming silver hand.
2: Victor! His hand!
4: It's... it's metal!
3: Miradoc swiftly leapt into the elevator cab and viciously gripped <laughs> Rene's neck.
2: Let him go! Let him go, you freak!
3: Your friend can live
2: if you give me back what you stole. I didn't steal anything. Let him go! As you wish.
3: Murdoch flexed his left bicep, shooting a dull gray blade out of his forearm. What are
2: you... No! no.
3: Two thieves lie dead from misbeliefs.
2: Bastard, you freak! You killed him!
3: You... The man moved towards Victor to block his escape through the elevator doors. Not yet, Victor. Uh-uh. The chip. Give me the chip you stole from us. I
2: told you I don't have it, you... Crazy!
3: Victor threw his fist at Murdoch's face, but the man absorbed the blow easily, answering with a sharp jab.
2: You bastard! We don't allow rats to live with stolen cheese.
3: Murdoch launched to drive the blade into Victor’s stomach. But Victor twisted left just in time for Murdoch's arm to pass by him. Driving instead into the wall of the elevator cab, immobilizing the blade into a tangle of metal. Victor spun behind him and fired a desperate kick to the man's groin, causing him to inhale sharply in pain.
0: will oh, oh,
3: kill you. You piece And as Meradoc turned, uh, his face registered genuine surprise as Victor stood outside the elevator door. Go to hell! He held the black device with two antennas. You damn freak! Victor pressed the button for the lowest levels. And watched the elevator door slam shut. Victor swiped his hand across his drenched face as he picked up his backpack and sprinted down the hallway of the VTEC Executive Tower, frantically trying to find the most expeditious route of escape. Damn, 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 shit,
2: oh god, oh god, oh god, Renee, damn it,
3: i got to get out of here, I've got, to,
2: I've got to move, oh god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. No, no, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. They knew. How did they know? Yes?
1: Do you have it?
2: No, no, I, I wasn't able to get it.
1: We had an agreement.
2: Yes, I, I know we did, but I, there were complications.
1: That's disappointing.
2: But I, I know where it is now. I located it and and I saw the reports. It's true. They did it. They created the successful prototype. And I can find it.
1: Then why don't you have it?
2: I, I, I got burned. I, I, I just need more time.
1: You don't have time. Neither does she.
2: Look, I, I can't go back to Vatek. They'll spot me. I don't have the cover of my job anymore. And my, my friend that I set up... I, you should have seen what they did to him. I
4: hear excuses.
2: No, no. It's just the facial recognition software will pick me up as soon as I walk into the lobby. I, I can't get access to the VTEC campus anymore. I won't be able to meet our deadline.
1: It will be displeased.
2: No, no, please. I can fix this. I can still get the chip. How? Oh. I think I know someone else who can steal it for us, whether they want to or not.
3: You have been listening to the Ratscallion Agency, a Leviathan audio production written and created by Christoph Laputka. Go to RavscallionAgency.com or to dive deeper into the story, listen to the Leviathan Chronicles on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Ravscallion Agency was executive produced by Amish Chani, produced and mixed by Robin Shore, produced by Claire Dodin and Kim Donovan, casting by Claire Dodin and Kim Donovan, original music by Luke Allen, editing and sound design by Luke Allen and Robin Shore, directed by Christoph Laputka. Starring. Claire Dodin as Lisette Mazabil, Todd Haberkorn as Cloracan, Gary Amagnac as Monsieur Mérodac, Christian Roman as Victor, Jean-Michel Richaud as René, Laura Post as Nathalie, Kuki Castali as Isabelle Dubois, narrated by Benoît Monin. Additional voices by David Duclos, Bruno Stéphane, and Sarah Molo. For a full cast list, go to rapscallionagency.com. To learn more about our other audio drama podcasts, go to leviathanaudioproductions.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get the latest news and behind-the-scene footage. Thank you for supporting Leviathan Audio Productions. And thank you for listening to The Rapscallion Agency.
0: an audio production the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish contact day is in but a few short months which means it is time to begin preparations for the bi-decennial festival this year we're celebrating every single one of you living
6: in my
3: It is not our business to question the Queen's will, it is not our business to do anything but follow it.
6: It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we stand for.
2: Do you have any idea what's going on with us?
6: It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a
2: success this year. Are you ready? to speak kindly with me now
3: child i
6: have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring
1: windfall
3: a dystopian science fiction podcast from rogue dialogue